Hi, hello, beautiful people. My name is Lauren Aldair. Welcome into Slightly Sophisticated, which is one of my many podcasts that I have done, but this is the first episode. And I just want to thank you guys all for being here today. Now, we are going to talk about basically how to spot an abuser on the first date or just things to look out for in toxic relationships. And mind you, I have a plethora of experience when it comes to toxic relationships. And keep in mind, I'm not saying that I have always been a healthy person. I know that there are situations that I have not been 100% a good partner either. So I don't want anyone to think that I am perfect or painting myself out to be the picture of perfect. So However, we are going to talk about first, just to get for one awareness out there, but two, if you have not heard about the case of Gabby Petito. Now, this is absolutely gut-wrenching. God, it is fuck. Like, it is just, it's disgusting. She could be anyone's sister. It's almost like in a way, like, we've become, like, we've had this personal relationship with this girl now because she was so open with just her blog and her YouTube. And mind you, I did not know, I didn't know who she was before this, but just kind of looking more into her, she was such a beautiful spirit, just full of life. And it just, ugh, it disgusts me. Brian, like, fuckface, whatever. I don't even know his last name, Laundry. Like, Brian, fuckface, Laundry. Like, obviously, we don't know 100% the details. We don't know if this was her fiancé. Keep in mind, for those of you that don't know, we don't know if this man was the murderer, but he knows something and he is on the run. Bitch, let me just tell you one thing. If I thought I really have to like not try to get uh, like oh in this because it's so disgusting. I'm going to just say this. If I had a daughter and I thought for a goddamn second, if someone had something to do with it and they were sitting, how the distance between her family's house to where he was at at the time. If I thought that my daughter was missing and she was hurt, keep in mind, I don't have kids. This is hypothetical speaking. Anyone though, if my daughter was hurt and you knew something about it and you were being a coward, a fucking coward, Bitch, I will be your alibi. I don't want... No, don't take him to prison. No, 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 no. He was with me the entire night. I'll vouch for him. Let him out. Let that motherfucker out. I will gladly take care of it. Now, unfortunately, we do not live in an anarchist society. Uh, if we did, though, <laughs> uh, that man would not... He he would have fingers left. He wouldn't have toes. I would ex- extract every one of his organs while no anesthesia, 100%. That's just very lightly. Anyway, not trying to get too personal into it. It's just disgusting. If you know anything about it, basically, they were YouTubers, or she was a YouTuber. Let me make that clear. She was a YouTuber, and he definitely doubted her dreams. We're going to talk about that later. Anyway, point being, she went missing. He came back to Florida. They had, two, from what I've understood, they had a very volatile relationship, and basically, they went on a cross-country trip and they were like really into van life. She went missing. He came back home without her and didn't even have the decency to tell her family. There's been this whole thing. They can't find him. He's been on the run. His mom and dad also are just pieces of shit. I'm sorry, not sorry. Pieces of shit that are basically help him like helping him on the run. Like, do you really think that you can outrun everybody? Like almost the entire world, especially the entire U.S., 
is aware of what's going on and he will be found and i hope that when he's found also side note dog the bounty hunter love that man i used to watch the show growing up he is now on the case and he is tracking um brian's whereabouts as well so we can all hope that uh it would be so glorious for dog the bounty hunter to find him please let's just all send up a prayer right now that dog will find him because oh my god that would just be beautiful such sweet justice but I'm pretty sure they're gonna find him soon it's just like I don't know it's just intuitive feeling I have I that's what I think anyway um anyway but we're gonna basically get into it so a lot of Gabby's friends said that their relationship was very volatile now just a few examples of things she would be out with her friends and he would show up like, oh, hey, like, surprise, like, whatever. Or to my knowledge, I think I read another article. Granted, I will have all the links to all the articles as well. But one that I read was talking about how he would take her phone so that she could not, like, message or whatever she was doing. Also, and I don't know if you guys ever saw the police video. Uh, They apparently got pulled over in August. And you can clearly see this girl is just haunted her eyes are oh my god it just breaks my heart I just like want to reach out to this girl and give her a hug like oh my god but he clearly says he doesn't have a phone but then he pulls out a phone so did he have her phone I digress it's it's just a, a fuck fest okay it's a fuck fest but anyway to my knowledge Gabby's friends always said that their relationship was very volatile now keep in mind I doubt very seriously, like, none of us think that the person that we are with, the man that we are with, man or woman, whatever, in my case, man, I'm straight as, you know, can be. So for me, it's a man. We never think that our partner is capable of that, you know, but the scary part is that you don't truly know, you never truly know somebody. Let me make that very clear. You never truly know somebody. I don't care if you've lived with somebody for 30 years they are, they still have secrets. They are still very much capable of doing really bad things. So we're going to talk about the first few signs. I'm going to be talking about my experiences, how this kind of ties in to Gabby, the poor Gabby Petito. So let's just start with mine. Let's just, let's just deal with this now. When I was 19 years old, not 19, excuse me, I was 17. It ended when I was 19. When I was 17 years old, I was in a very abusive relationship, and I'm not going to say his name. Um, He is in prison for murder. I'm not joking. He is in prison for murder. And when I found out, now mind you, this was years after we had broken up, but it didn't surprise me. I was like, ah, yes, I knew that he was capable of something like that because the entire time our relationship was so volatile, he would isolate me. He did not like me having friends. I remember, and keep in mind, like everything I'm talking about, I don't mean to say it so nonchalantly. Please don't take it as like, oh, it's just another Tuesday. No, it's just, it's been so much time. I've processed it. I've talked to a therapist about it. My relationship with this man was very volatile. He was 19. I was 17 at the time. Um, I met him off of Facebook. Um, He added me, messaged me or whatever. The first red flag that I should have known at the time, it was before we were dating, but later on, one of my best friends in high school told me that he reached out to her too, like found her through my Facebook. 
and was like, oh my God, that's the guy that messaged me. And I checked the date. Like we, I was just like looking, I was just curious and like, she was just didn't say anything like whatever. It was literally like a week after like we had started talking anyway. I, (laughs) men are not shit. All right. Anyway. (sighs) So lasted two years. It was on and off the entire time. Very volatile. I remember this man throwing me up against doors, throwing me up against walls Um, I'm not trying to be super TMI, but I lost my virginity to this person. Um, And at the time, I wasn't ready. And he just gaslit me into making me feel like I was ready. I wasn't ready. And I didn't even understand that I wasn't ready until years later when I was like, oh, my God, I should not have been doing the things that I was doing at 17 because it traumatized me so much more than I thought even years later. It's insane. Anyway, terrible human being. He was cheating on me. He would cuss me out. He was on drugs. Now keep in mind, like I didn't exactly have the uh, most stable family environment growing up. And that is really what I want to get into here. The abuse that I had in that relationship, although it wasn't, it was a different kind of abuse than I had gone through with my family. But the point of it was, it was familiar. It was familiar. Oh my God. Heart dropping moment. It was fucking familiar. And that is why it took me two years, two years to get to a point where I said to myself, Lauren, you are worth more than this. You don't deserve this. Oh my God. I think about it now. I think about if I had a daughter, if I had a daughter that was 17, there's so many things. Now, mind you, when you grow up, you just realize that your parents are people. They're not superheroes, but there are so many things I think about that make me so angry because why in the hell at 17 years old, did I not think that I was worth or worthy of respect and love? And it's because it starts in the family household, you will attract what is familiar. Let me repeat that. You will attract what is familiar if you are not taking the proper steps to healing. Oh my God. So many things. And they say that hindsight is 2020. My God, it might as well be clear as like fucking day because so many things, so many things I should have walked away from. But the biggest thing was honestly, feeling like I was losing myself, feeling like I was becoming the shell of a person because I was trying everything. You know, even at 17, you don't really truly know who you are anyway, much less at 18 or 19, you don't know who you are or who you're going to be. But I was with this person that just wanted me to be who they wanted me to be. They were molding me to be the image of the woman that they wanted Mind you, they were doing everything in their power to still break my self-esteem down, but they would build me up just enough that I would stick around, I would stay, and I would put up with it. And I did for two years, honestly, until I met, this isn't healthy, please don't keep this in mind, but I met the next man that I would go on to date and I met him and I felt safe with him. And that was the biggest reason why we started dating later on after, after excuse me, that relationship ended. And looking back, To be 19, to be 19 years old and be like, I felt safe with the man. And that is why I decided to be with him. That is, it blows my mind. It's 
You know, it's not that, hey, like we have fun together on dates. It was no, I feel safe with you. I feel like there's a home in you that I have never experienced. Ugh, so many things. God help me if I ever have children. I will love the actual fuck out of them. They will never spend a day on this earth wondering whether or not they are loved because we're not going to get into that. That's a whole nother episode for another time. But Gabby Petito. Okay. Same thing with this girl. The guy did almost the same exact things that my ex did to me. Gaslighting. You can see from the the dash cam video of the police she clearly says that oh yeah like I'm starting this blog and doing this she's like oh like he doesn't really believe in me so what is he doing he's tearing down her self-esteem number one number one because if he can tear you down he can mold you to be who he wants you to be and you think about it too okay so if you are dating someone and she's going out with her friends and you know and that doesn't really seem to break her spirit that you are you know, obviously putting her down didn't start right there. This was happening a lot for him to be taking her phone, showing up when she was out with friends. If that didn't break her down enough, what better way to put the final nail in the coffin than to take a girl in a van, take her on a vacation, on a trip, quote unquote. Oh my God. It just, it makes me so mad. A fiance, not even like a boyfriend, girlfriend, a fiance, someone who is saying, I am vowing to protect you, to love you, to cherish you for the rest of your life. And this is how it ends. It absolutely disgusts me. Absolutely disgusting. So we're going to go over 15 signs here really quickly. Now, this is brought to you by bustle.com. I haven't even looked at this list, to be honest with you, but I really, I just want to give my two cents on it as I am reading it. So here we go. Number one, they are too good to be true. Oh, God. Doesn't that, isn't that just the worst? Oh, this is the problem with abusers and narcissists. They know how to love bomb like no other. Usually when it comes with um, emotional neglect as a child, you can develop narcissism. And I am not a full-blown narcissist because I do still have a a lot of empathy for people, uh, probably more than I should most times. How amazing is it to go on a date with a man who just picks you up and he drives you to the restaurant and you guys are eating and he lets you pick out whatever you want and he's making great conversation. There's no awkward moments. He listens to you. Oh my God. Not only that does he listen to you, he regurgitates what it is that you are saying and actually adds his two cents. But only if we want him to add to since we don't want a man that's just putting his foot okay anyway moving on from that but that's just like the first thing they're too good to be true if it's too good to be true lord have mercy it is it's just that it is it is too good to be true and it's unfortunate but keep that in mind a narcissist is going to be someone who they love bomb you they make you feel like everything is great and wonderful and when you can start to recognize a narcissist or a love bomber you can be like nah, bruh, fuck you and your mom and your daddy because I don't want to be around you. I noticed this guy when I first started dating him, he was like trying to come over to my apartment like a lot. And I just got a really bad vibe from him. And it turns out, yeah, I looked at his uh, relationships. He was definitely a narcissist. Um, I feel very bad for his current girlfriend. Uh, My heart goes out to her. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. I haven't spoken to him in literally two years, but I just know 
that he was just being really affectionate. He was like, oh, I'm going to go get coffee for you and I will bring it by your house. And I was like, no, I don't know. Like I've known you for, I've known of your existence on this planet for maybe two weeks. You are not buying me coffee and bringing it to my house. We can go on a coffee date, but you homie, no, you are not going to know where I live. That was a controlling behavior, which brings me into number dos. They're displaying controlling behaviors. I need to really just have a therapy session on one of my podcasts and just have my therapist on. And she'll be like, yeah, Lauren's really messed up in the head. <clears throat> it's fine. So moving on from that, um, I have a very hard time with commitment. It is like my Achilles heel. I do not like commitment. I do not like being committed to one person. Uh, for one, it terrifies me just because I just, I don't really know if I believe in love, but that's another, again, another episode from another time. But I hate being controlled. I don't like people messing with my time, messing with my head. I have a schedule I would like to keep on it. If I date you, that should be a supreme compliment because it happens every once in a blue moon. Do I actually even find a man attractive? Um, after my last breakup, I men are just like, and women, keep in mind, I'm not going to start playing for, excuse me, the other team, but yeah, men are just not, not, not doing it for me anymore. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to do. Like I'm not attracted to anybody anymore. I feel like I just need this, not like attracted to myself, but Hey, like be attracted to myself if you know what I'm saying. But anyway, (laughs) Um, I, I just don't find people attractive anymore. I think I've been so traumatized (laughs) by men (laughs) that I'm just not, not attracted to them anymore. Okay. Moving on. Controlling behaviors. So that is a very red flag in any sort of relationship because it all stems from jealousy. It can manifest itself into manipulation. But honestly, most of the time, abusers are so good at manipulating, you don't even understand that you are being manipulated until, like me, two years into it, you're like, oh my god, like, looking back at everything that's happened, it was crazy. I remember he would hang up the phone on me. Oh my god, biggest pet peeve in life. If I'm in an argument with someone and they hang up the phone on me, you will literally never hear from me again. If you disrespect me now at, tw- I'm 27 years old. If you hang up the phone while we are having a conversation, be it a little mini argument or just trying to talk it out and you hang up because you don't like what I'm saying, you will never hear from me again. I will block your number. I will block your mother. I will block your father, your brother, your sister, your fucking dog. I literally fuck you. Fuck your feelings. At that point, you disrespected my feelings. Fuck you. Plain and simple will never hear from me again. But he, at the time when I was 17, he would hang up the phone and I'd be like, oh my God, like he thinks I'm, he's like so mad at me. He's going to leave me. Bitch, I was 17. I should have just left, let him go. Oh my God. Anyway, moving on from that, but that's a really big sign. Any sort of like trying to initially, (laughs) anyway, emotionally, Wow, that was a Freudian fucking slip if I've ever seen one. Emotionally manipulate you in the sense that they will try to control you with your emotions. So with that being said, if you are having a negative reaction, a negative emotional reaction to a problem, baby boo, they are manipulating you. And if you are not smart enough to realize it, I really need you to start listening to Shallon Lester or my podcast and I will gladly teach you how to escape the fuck boy controlling behavior. Okay, <clears throat> moving on. 
being jealous. Now keep in mind, there is a healthy amount of jealousy in any relationship. However, for example, thing that just popped into my mind, if your boyfriend has a picture of a naked girl on his phone and he still talks to that girl, that's a red fucking flag. And that's not you being jealous. That's you being a smart bitch. You can't control if other people flirt with your boyfriend or girlfriend, okay? You cannot control it. You can't control anybody, but you definitely can't control that. However, you check and you see how your boyfriend or girlfriend, how they are responding to that person. If they respond in a flirtatious way, then nail their fucking ass to a cross because that's not okay. And that is a form of cheating. I don't care what anyone says, fight me. If they respond in a flirtatious way, baby boo, that is a flag, run, okay? But if they are respectful and they're like, oh yeah, me and my girlfriend, me and my boyfriend, that's what they are doing, then that is a good sign, okay? But is it your place? Is it your place to, what am I trying to say? Is it your place to create an argument over that? No, it's not even your place. If they respond in a flirtatious way, that is your answer. Walk away, walk the fuck away. You know, if the writing's on the fucking wall, we're not going to be staring at the door saying, oh, I don't know the answer. If the writing's on the wall, baby, read the fucking wall. Read the fucking room, okay? Anyway, number four, they're ex-obsessed. I don't really feel like this is a sign. Okay, it's okay. This is like signs of a bad partner. This isn't really about abuse, but this is true for all of them. They're ex-obsessed. If they're not over their ex, I don't really think that we need to go into this. If they're not over their ex that's a sign that they still love them. And that means that they have love in their heart for their ex, which means that there is not enough room in their heart to love you. Move on. Okay. Number five, they're impatient, but this will not happen at first. Keep in mind, no one just starts out dating, you know, yelling and screaming and fighting and like picking you down to nothing. It's usually after the facade, after the face has fallen off that is when you start noticing these signs. And to me, actually, we're going to kind of tie this in with the next one, which is they're distant. Normally, a lot of the times it's impatience because you are not bending or molding to what it is that they want. So they will become emotionally distant. They will use distance as a, let's say it, abusing technique. Someone ignoring you is the same as having pain inflicted upon you, like physical pain being inflicted upon you because it hurts. Like again, with the relationship that I was in, he would hang up the phone, turn off his phone or whatever, put on airplane mode, block me. And I wouldn't hear for him for hours. God only knows what he was doing. I mean, he literally told me that he cheated on me like five times in the two years, which is a whole nother issue in itself because, um, (laughs) Yeah, how do you, my heart goes out to people that find out that their partner is cheating on them because they get an STD. I just think that's the worst possible way. I think that everyone that has ever had that happen to them should just get like a thousand dollar check mailed to them. Like on behalf of America, we're so sorry that you are dating a piece of shit. Like here's a thousand dollars, go get your nails done, <laughs> buy yourself a nice purse, buy yourself a nice outfit, take yourself out to a nice dinner because God knows that he never did. So anyway, Emotional distance is a thing when someone keeps that, that gap in between you, it is emotionally manipulating because they know that if they walk away, that they're going to hurt you. And my thing is what I've always told people is that relationships are just the cherry on top. You have the cupcake. That is your foundation. That's your job, your career. 
uh, things that make you happy. Icing is like the hobbies, uh, your five, I was going to say 5 PM, but I guess like five, I used to teach cycle at 5:30. your 5:30 cycle class is the frosting. You know, that's like the sweet stuff. That's what, you know, makes the you know cupcake worth it, you know? And like sprinkles are just like the family and friends. They're just the people that you meet along the way. But keep in mind that cupcake can sell at any store just as is. But if you want to make it a little extra special, put a cherry on top. It will sell for a little bit more in that case. And that is what a relationship is. It's just the cherry on top. It does not complete you. It just simply adds a little bit of spice. Anyway, moving on from that. Number seven. Ooh, I like this one because I used to be a server. (laughs) Joe's Crab Shack, Greenville, South Carolina. Literally, I'm still traumatized from that job. Moving on. Number seven, they are rude to servers. I, oh my God, I need to have an episode where I just talk about all the shitty people that I met while serving because I specifically remember partners coming in that the man would not let the woman order. And I would be a dick because I, (laughs) that's just who I am as a person. And I would literally ignore him and be like, what can I get you, ma'am? Like, she does, like, she is not a baby, sir. Like, she does not need you to order for her. If she wants a salad, then it can come out of her fucking mouth. I don't need you to tell me what she wants, Brad. Do you want extra croutons, honey? Awesome. Do you want some cheese on top? I got you. Ranch? Awesome. We'll be out in 15. Your meal will take 45 minutes, sir. Anyway, gosh. That's a whole other thing. But notice, definitely, if people are rude to customer service workers, as someone who works in the customer service industry, oh, I am not the one. I am not the one to mess with. I have done my due diligence in the service industry. I'm not the one. And if I'm anywhere and I witness someone being rude to a customer service worker, honey, I don't work there. I don't care if I'm fired. Like, (laughs) they can't fire me. Anyway, I digress. We'll save that for another time. But eight, they have a long list of expectations Um, you know, we're going to agree to disagree with this. Okay. Because at the stage of my life, I am 27 and I have expectations for men. I'm sorry. I have a list of things that I just want to hit. Now keep in mind, the bar is on literally on the fucking floor, but there are some things that I do expect respect being one of them for them to pay on the first date. If you invite me anywhere, then you can pay. Like, especially if you make more, I've gone on dates with men that literally make $200,000 a year. I'm not paying for my tacos, Brad. You can ship out $20 on Taco Tuesday, okay? (laughs) Like, I I don't understand this. Like, if you didn't want to pay for me, then don't invite me. I didn't have to come to this. There's a whole slew of other men that are waiting in my Instagram DMs that are ready to take me out at any given point. And I promise you, they'll pay for it. They've already offered me. They've already offered me land and, you know, India too. So besides the point, but no, I, we're going to disagree on that one because I do think that it's important to have expectations. Now I'm not saying that like, don't expect someone to look like a Victoria's Secret model or an Amber Crombie model. If you are not because I think that's just unrealistic and that's not a knock at anybody. That's just saying like, be realistic. Like if (laughs) not trying to be a dick and I'm probably, this is, you know, a lot of people will disagree with this, but I don't expect someone to make six figures because I don't make six figures. I mean, I will someday. So then my expectations will then rise, of course. But I just, I think it's unfair to expect something of someone that you yourself are not willing to give. 
And that's just, you know, call it, I have like Libra in my chart, like balancing things out. It's Libra season. Maybe that's why I'm thinking about it. I don't know. But we're just going to stop it there. Number nine, nonstop negativity. I don't like this about people. The people that only see the world or see the cup as half full, wait, half empty, excuse me. (laughs) People that only see the glass half empty, I think it's just, you're just boring. Like, I'm sorry. I hate people that think it makes them interesting to hate on things. Boring people are negative people. Negative people are boring people. Enough on that. Number 10. Oh, they overshare. This is a big red flag. I talk about all the time. I've talked about this on my YouTube videos before about a dating, especially a first date red flag is that if someone tells you their entire life, honey, I don't need to know that like there's no shame in it whatsoever, but I don't want to know about your parents' divorce. I don't want to know in detail how your ex cheated on you. There is a time and place for everything. A first date is not, not that. No, 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 no. And first of all, no one deserves to know your life. No one has any right to your past. Like, I don't know why people suddenly think that like, this is the generation of like, oh, we're sharing and being comfortable with each other's feelings. Okay. That's great. And that's good. I don't want to know about your two turns in a mental hospital the first date. I'm sorry. I will eventually, I would like to talk about it at some point because I think that's vitally important. It obviously made you into the person that you are the first date. No, I really don't. I just, I want to know what your favorite color is. And I want to know about your dog spots. Do you have any pictures of spots? Because that's what I want to see. Um, point. I don't know what else to add to that. Just don't overshare on a date. If someone does that, that's a red sign because if they overshare, they're trying to get you emotionally drawn in. Number 11, we're almost done. Don't worry. We're going to wrap up in a second. Number 11, they constantly one up you. Yes. (laughs) dating is not a competition. I literally just saw, um, Chris, the rock. I think that's, yeah, no, Chris, Chris rock, excuse me. But I just saw one of his standups where he was literally talking about how love is not a competition. Your success is their success. Their success is your success. And he gave the example of two people can lift a couch very easily, but it's a whole hell of a lot harder when only one person is lifting that couch. The same thing applies here. You don't need to one up each other. I'm not going to go into like super details, but I do feel like, mm, do I want to say that? Yeah, I don't care. My last relationship, um, God bless his soul. I always felt like he was like trying to one up me. Like it was so strange. It, I don't even know how to explain. It. I think it was just rooted in his own insecurities. But the further I got away from that person, the more I started to love myself again. And that was a very big red flag for me that this person was not good for my life. And it kind of brought me back to why he would make me feel inferior to other women was because he himself felt inferior because a man doesn't make the person that he's with feel like they are inferior to other women. I, (laughs) I will literally stand by that to the day that I die, that I'm six feet under, but it is the truth. If a man is trying to constantly one up you and it doesn't even have to be in like the, Oh, well, you know, my chicken Parmesan is better than your chicken Parmesan and your mom likes my Christmas present better than you. Like, no, shut the fuck up, Brad. Anyway, it can be him liking a girl's Instagram picture. And then when you bring it to him and he doesn't understand, well, I don't know like why it makes you feel insecure. It's like because her titties are hanging out and her pussy is literally popping on this video, but I'm not supposed to feel insecure. Okay. 
we've all experienced a man like this. If you're a boyfriend or a husband or just guy that you're talking to does this, bitch, block him, run, run. Because all he is trying to do is emotionally manipulate you. Let me get her so emotionally invested in me. I'm going to praise her. I'm going to adore her. And then I'm going to take it away from her. And then, and then when she has a problem with it, I'm going to gaslight her and call her crazy. Does that sound familiar? Oh, that's right. Because that comes from a little bitch boy. Okay. We don't date little bitch boys here. Moving on. Number 12, they're a casual misogynist. That kind of goes into the last thing I was just talking about. That's ironic. Wow. These just all seem to just line up with one another. Wow. I have so much trauma to relate to. Anyway, (laughs) I'm at 12. They're a casual misogynist. So uh, again, with the one upping, I've dated men that I have, like, when I had my tarot business and when I was really into YouTube, I was making, like, shy of six figures. I don't say that in, like, an, oh, look at me. I'm just saying, like, from the perspective, I would date men that were not. And I was never, I never discussed my income with people. It's none of your damn business as far as I'm concerned. But just for the sake of an example, I would date men that were maybe making half that. And that's fine with me. I don't care about that. I want to be able to support myself. I don't care what you make. As long as you can support yourself, I don't care. But they would feel so weirded out by it when they found out how much I made. And it was, I didn't discuss it, but like it almost shifted the relationship. And I never quite understood why until I realized that men are just these like competitive, emotional balls of a casual misogynist in the sense of they would feel like they were entitled to make more money than me. And I'm like, sir, did you build a business from the ground up? No. So why are you upset? Like, why can't you just be happy for me? They were never happy for me. I don't care what a man says. Um, I don't care what any man says. They do not want to see you do better than them. They don't. Point blank period. All right. We have three more left. Let's get through it. 13. Where's 13. Over-the-top drunkenness in general. Ooh, this is a good one. Let's touch on it because this definitely relates back to abuse. And this can kind of get a little touchy for some people. Men that drink all the time. I talk about this a lot. I don't like people that only drink for the weekends. Meaning that they go to their 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Like, yeah, like, can't wait for the weekend. Me and Chad are going to go down to... Uh, I don't know, a bar that's really cliche and drink tons of beer. Fuck yeah, man. I don't, I can't stand people like that. And the same thing goes for women in general. If you are someone that works your nine to five Monday through Friday, and then you literally just drink your ass off all weekend, I don't understand you. I don't understand you because I work all the time. I work nonstop. I work every single day. I don't respect people that I, not that I don't, that's, that's the wrong way to say it. I just don't get it because I've never been that way. I've never been the kind of person that has to pick up a drink every single day. I understand that people struggle with that and I'm not taking away from that. But I am saying that that is a big red flag in general. That if you were dating someone that, one, drinks every day, very bad sign, very, very bad sign. But two, all they're doing is working to live for the weekend. I don't want somebody that just lives for the weekend. I want someone that takes the moment, that seizes the day, a carpe fucking diem every single day. I don't want someone that just lives for the weekend. All right, two more. Let's get through it. They're moving super fast, kind of unlike I am on this podcast. But number 14, they're moving super fast. If you meet a man that only that, let's just be frank, that wants to fuck you on the first night, baby, run. 
baby run because that is a sign if they stick around it means that they know that they can control you it means that they know that they can emotionally manipulate you again i'm not saying this doesn't i don't i don't care about the the idea of someone i don't even believe that there's sluts whores and cunts or things like that i just feel like people make up those words derogatory for women because if a man fucks and i can say this because a million people told me to kill myself a year ago because i went viral on tiktok for literally talking about my sex life the amount of men that were in my comments like oh like she's so disgusting <laughs> like oh yeah i'm sorry i like to have sex do you not is there anyone in their right mind that doesn't enjoy it it's it's fucking pleasurable thank you <laughs> moving on from that but if someone is moving super fast like, I don't ever hook up on the first date. I don't care. Like, I know the worth of my body. And more importantly, I know the worth of my soul. If you were going to take part of my soul with you, because that's literally what hooking up is, supposedly to the Bible, that when you have intercourse, that you create that soul tie. Like, I'm not tying my soul with just anybody. So you have a lot that you got to do. And it's never going to happen on a first date. It's not going to happen on the second date. It's also not going to happen on the third date. Because that's just not who I am. If that is you awesome. Live your best life. See if I give a fuck. It doesn't affect me one way or another, but I am telling you that if a man feels like he can fuck you on the first date, I'm not saying that makes you easy. I'm not saying anything like that. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying that if a man feels like he can fuck you on the first date, if he's going to stick around, most likely he feels like he can control you. He feel not that you are easy. I don't mean it that way. Please do not take it that way. Please don't think I'm saying that because I have had sex on the first date before. I have had one night stands. If you call me easy, I don't give a fuck what you think of me. Like you don't pay my bills. I'm telling you from someone who has withheld sex from the first few dates, I controlled myself. It makes people respect you. We can say what we want. We're living in 2021. Again, sleep with whoever you want. First date, second date, five minutes into the day. I don't care. But I am telling you that a man will think that he can control you, that you are easy in the sense of he can emotionally manipulate you if you have sex with him on the first date. I don't make the rules. I Don't shoot the messenger. Ask any man. They probably won't admit it because nine times out of ten, they lie a lot. It's proven. Men lie more than women. But in general... Okay, number 15, they're just a jerk in general. If they are nice to you, but they're a jerk to everybody else, (laughs) guess what? Guess guess what that means, beautiful? They're a fucking asshole. And just because they're being nice to you right now, in the first three months of dating, oh my god, I just love him so much. Like, he just treats me so well. I give it a year. No, no, I don't give it. I give it six months. I give it a solid six months before that shit comes crashing and tumbling down. Because again, once a man gets comfortable, you see a whole nother side to him. Okay, moving on. That was it. That was everything. That was the list. So we have a few things that we've touched on, we've talked about, and it just makes me so upset because I feel like what signs did Gabby miss? Because she was so young that she had to see these signs. You cannot look like that girl did in that video and not tell me that she knew that that wasn't a healthy relationship, but she was staying in it because she loved him because he was emotionally manipulating her. How many times is this going to happen? I am so sick. I am sick of hearing these stories of 
men doing this to women. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen the other way around, but let's just be fucking honest. It happens more to women. Okay. Men are by anatomical design, they are stronger than women. Okay. My heart definitely goes out to Gabby Petito's family. If anybody has any sort of information, please, please help us find this, oh, just Brian fuckface laundry day, whatever. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Anyway, I love you guys very much. Thank you for joining me on my first episode of Slightly Sophisticated. We will definitely have new episodes I'm going to try to aim for every single week because God knows I talk a lot and hopefully you guys will not get sick of it, but this is going to be a new weekly thing. I'm going to try to, if it's not weekly, it's going to be bi-weekly, but we're really going to try to pop out episodes every single week because I love podcasts. I've had several in the past and I just really miss doing it. So anyway, I don't want you on a date with anyone that makes you feel uncomfortable, okay? Tell them that Lauren, Lauren told you that you can do better. Okay. This is me telling you, you can do better. I love you so much. Take care. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.